Hi, friend. Welcome to North City Church's podcast. We're a community that loves our neighbors in the way of Jesus. And we hope that this message or teaching empowers you to do just that in your everyday life. If you want to learn more about the ways our community is trying to love our neighbors in the way of Jesus, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and online at NorthCityChurchMPLS.com. Enjoy the message. Hello everyone, this is Bree, and I am sharing this past Sunday's Jesus story on the podcast because unfortunately the recording we took on Sunday, the video recording, did not work out. We had some technical difficulties. So I get a second chance to share it here and I'm grateful for that. And I just hope and pray that you all will be blessed by listening. So again, my name is Bree, and I'm on staff here at North City in the position of community coordinator, if you haven't met me yet. And one of my many jobs is that I get the joy of helping to prepare our dinner each week. I'm grateful that I get to share my story with you and ask what Jesus might be saying to us and inviting us into through his story. The question that we posed during community time on Sunday was this. In what ways have you struggled with being a human doer or a human doing rather than a human being? I'm wondering, does anyone else have a defensive reaction to that question? If you can guess which one I am, I definitely lean more towards the human doer. I wonder how can we be human beings when there is so much to do? Have you ever felt that tension in your life? Performance over presence or performance over relationship. This is a big part of my story. I grew up in a committed, faithful Christian home, and I am forever grateful that it was strongly emphasized to me the value of having a personal relationship with Jesus. However, in my life, there was also a strong emphasis on performance. As I grew up, my relationship with God began to be strongly shaped by the ideal of doing all the right things to check off all the boxes. This, combined with my personality traits to be a people pleaser, a perfectionist, and to diminish my own needs while focusing on others' needs, really began to shape the idea for me that I am worth only as much as I contribute to God and to others. I wonder if any of you have ever felt like that, like you are only as good as what you can give or do. This idea in my life shows up for me in the Jesus story that I'll be sharing. It's the story of two sisters, Martha and Mary. Something about this story has always struck a chord with me. It's a relatively short story, but there is a lot to it, and I hope that we can unpack a little bit of it together and be curious about what it might have to say in our lives today. So listen with me as I read the story from Luke 10, 38 to 42. Now, as they went on their way, he, meaning Jesus, entered a certain village. 
where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. All right, so we've set the scene. Martha is prepping for Jesus, prepping a meal, busy, distracted with all the things she has to do. And Mary is just sitting there at Jesus' feet, not helping whatsoever. Now, I find it just a little humorous and ironic that I'm sharing this story, given my job description at North City, of planning and prepping our meals for dinner church each week. And by the way, you should know that I intentionally chose this passage because it means something to me. It was not assigned to me. So as we eat a meal together for dinner church each week, on many Sundays, I find myself in the position of how I imagine Martha, buzzing around the kitchen with a checklist in my mind of all the things that need to be done and in place for dinner to be ready by 5 p.m. I can totally relate to Martha. Let me put it this way. I am a recovering Martha and an aspiring Mary. As we read, Jesus said to Martha, Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. When I read that, I think, I want that better part. What's the better part? When you hear that, don't you want what Jesus says is better? But here is the tension. Because I can relate to Martha, I notice that I tend to get defensive of her. Like maybe Martha's position is actually better than Mary's. So I'm asking myself the question, do I think what Martha is doing is more important than what Mary is doing? Let me really step into Martha's shoes for a moment here, and I invite you to join me. Martha is hosting Jesus in her home, like the Son of God, Jesus, in her home. I imagine she had her menu planned, she had to set the table, she had to clean, she had to make everything look nice. <clears throat> she wanted to be a good hostess. Now, I love to host. I love to throw a good Pinterest-worthy party with a theme. I love to plan and see a plan be executed. And I love that feeling of satisfaction and pride when something that I envisioned comes together and everyone loves it and has a good time. But here is the thing. It can also come with some stress, worry, and pressure I put on myself. What is interesting is that we don't hear too much about Martha's motivation. The scripture doesn't say that she was trying to impress Jesus or that she thought it had to be perfect. What it actually says is that she was distracted or pulled away by her many tasks. Now, what I know from my experience of planning and hosting 
and maybe some of you can relate to this, is that there are often many small detailed tasks to do and that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you are going to make a meal and host others, there are actual practical tasks that need to be done. My defensiveness on Martha's behalf can be expressed by this question. Well, that's all well and nice that Mary gets to sit there at Jesus' feet, but if I don't make the dinner, who's going to make it? Okay, Jesus, I'll just sit here at your feet too, and then, great, what are we going to have for dinner? It's not like Martha could just order pizza from the Domino's down the street, right? Can you hear the stress and irritation in my tone? So, let's observe that Jesus did not tell Martha to stop prepare, preparing the meal. Instead, his comment was more on Martha's attention and focus. Martha was much more focused on performance over presence. The focus on performance perhaps led to feeling pressure, stress, distraction, and frustration. <clears throat> Let me say that one more time. Martha was much more focused on performance over presence. The focus on performance perhaps led to feeling pressure, stress, distraction, and frustration. I wonder if Martha missed Jesus' invitation. I wonder what was Jesus' invitation to Martha? I want to tell you part of my story from four years ago when I went through a challenging season in my life that prompted me to focus on being present in my relationship with Jesus more than ever. At the beginning of 2018, I had been married for almost five years and my marriage relationship was falling apart before my very eyes. 2018 was the hardest year of my life and everything turned upside down as I realized the hopes and dreams I had built up for my marriage crumbled. Through a period of intensive therapy, prayer, grieving, and seeking support from others, I came to understand more and more how unhealthy my marriage relationship had been. The nutshell version is that in spite of my desperate prayers and attempts to preserve my marriage, my ex-husband continued to choose himself and his priorities over our relationship, which culminated in him sending me a petition for divorce. I learned too late for my own sake that he was operating out of a place of narcissism in his life and that he did not create space in his life for anyone other than himself and his agendas. I felt betrayed and abandoned. During that year, I got a tattoo, <clears throat> as one does, um, right here on my wrist. My tattoo says, be still and know. And it is from Psalm 4610, which says, be still and know that I am God. I wanted to be reminded that God loves me and is going to take care of me. He is God and I am not. I don't have to do or perform anything other than be still in his presence. As I was losing my most significant human relationship, I could remember to be in relationship with God and receive his love. 
I needed to be close to him more than anything that year as I was feeling alone and abandoned. I want you all to know that the Lord brought so much incredible comfort and peace to me that year and beyond through the nearness of his presence, just knowing he was so close to me in my season of brokenness. I also received so much love and support from others that year in a way that reminded me how truly loved and valued I am. Fast forward my story to last year, I had a big career change, which is what led me to my position at North City. I was working as a mental health therapist and I had been in that position for about five years. God had begun the process of prompting me to let go of that job and to create space in my life for other things. I had found myself in my life so often in a position of giving to others that I was feeling drained and I needed to create space to take better care of myself. As I shared, there has, all, there has been a big part of my identity tied up in being the person who is always giving and always there for others, and it was hard for me to let go of being the one who is always helping others, instead of focusing on my own needs and relationship with Jesus. It was once again a time to let go and create more space in my life. I often choose a word or a few words to focus on with intention at the start of each new year. As I stepped into the year 2022, God gave me the word receive and has invited me again and again because like Martha, I get distracted and I need reminders into a space to just be present and connect with him and be open to what he has to give to me. I had been prompted to ask myself, am I, <clears throat> am I creating space for the things I am asking God to bring into my life, rather than being so focused on performing or showing up for others? I read a question recently that really resonated with me. Who am I when nobody needs me? Can I sit and relax in Jesus' presence? Let me say that again. Who am I when nobody needs me? Can I sit and relax in Jesus' presence? I might ask myself, do I keep myself so busy, even with good things, as a distraction from what is more important? Do I do things for God or for others to feel important rather than to be still and know that I already am important? I am reminded by the story of Mary and Martha that I cannot earn anything. I am already good enough, loved and accepted by Jesus as I am. I am learning that my value is found purely in the truth that God has chosen relationship with me and I have chosen relationship with him. This has been a journey for me to unlearn basing my worth on my performance and to choose presence with Jesus instead. Listen as I read the final two verses from the story again, this time from the message paraphrase. The master said, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential. 
and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course and won't be taken from her. I'll conclude with this. As I sat with this story over the last few weeks, it hit me as a metaphor for my life in general. Sometimes I live my life as if I believe this. If I don't make and execute the plans, it's not going to get done. If I don't metaphorically make a menu, decorate, clean the house, set the table, prep all the food for hosting a dinner, and then show up with a fresh outfit and a beaming smile on my face to welcome Jesus at the door of my life as the hostess with the mostess, what's going to happen? By the time Jesus shows up at my front door, I have no energy or capacity left to just be with him and receive from him. I want to choose the better part like Mary did. So what is the better part? What is Jesus inviting me to? And how do I know what to say yes to? Choosing presence with Jesus and others over performance and perfection. Understanding that it is okay and even good or better to receive from him and others rather than being distracted with the stress and worry of trying to do it all myself. This is what I hear for my life. Slow down, be still, be present, create space to receive. Can I find merry moments to choose connection and relationship with Jesus over performance or distraction? Jesus wants us, Jesus wants you to know that you are loved, chosen, accepted, and important just as you come to be in his presence. That your value is not based on what you do or contribute. Isn't that amazing? That we can just be with him and that is not only enough, it is the better part that he invites us to. Thank you so much for listening to me share this Jesus story. And the question that I'll encourage you to ask yourself as you reflect on this are what are some ways that we can slow down and create space for more merry moments in our relationship with Jesus and with others? Thank you.